Today with Catherine Ruinala. My life is a musical. I'm a music teacher by profession, and I have a song for everything. My kids laugh at me. But often, you know, and if I hear something, if I hear a tune or a melody, um, I could be walking in the grocery store and hear some melody, I'll, it gets stuck in my head very often. And I'm, anyone else like that? Well, I don't know what it was, but I, I went to sleep the other night. And as I was just drifting off to sleep, I was talking to the Lord, telling him I love him. And I heard the Lord say, after all that we've been through, I will make it up to you. I promise to. And I thought, what is that? I don't even know that song. But I must have heard it in the grocery store. But I was so touched because I actually knew the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, using a secular song to speak to me. And what he was saying is that after all that we'd been through, I will make it up to you. And it wasn't anything that was God's fault, but all that we have been through, he used the word we, that everything we have walked through, when God looks at us, when he, he sees us going through trials and afflictions and difficulties, he, he, he doesn't look at it as a, a sympathetic observer. He is with you in it. He says, as much as it's been done to the least of these, my brethren, it's been done to me. In that he experiences our pain with us. He walks with us and he walks with us through it. And then he tells us in Isaiah 61 that for our former shame, pain and disgrace, he'll give us double recompense. In other words, he was speaking, if you look in the context of who that was written to, he was speaking to people who had brought trouble on themselves. He hadn't brought the trouble on them. But they'd experienced all this trouble. And then so God says, because I love justice, I'm going to give you double recompense. And you know, I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. He's speaking to me that after all that you've been through, he will make it up to you. He promises you. And God wants to give us rhema words every day, words where you go, that's for me today. Doesn't, doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense to anybody else. That's for me today. Hallelujah. And you know, when, when we come together and we corporately worship, which there's been a war against corporate worship worldwide. But when we corporately come together and we worship God, the glory of the Lord being revealed, the, the beautiful anointing of God, it's just, it's so wonderful to be together. And the Lord began to show me, began to speak to me over and over again that by His grace I have been saved through faith, that I am the righteousness of God by faith, that the righteous shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Which means we actually have to believe that he's given us clean lips, that he's given us the capacity to worship him without shame, without fear, without any condemnation. Hallelujah. He is better than we think. He's better than we feel like we deserve. Hallelujah. I wanted to read a psalm to you tonight um, that I, I was reading this morning. My morning routine is normally when I wake up, before I get out of the bedroom, I, 
I take communion as my first meal with the Lord and, and just spend a little bit of time with the Lord, read the word and thank him for the covenant, hallelujah, the blood of Jesus that has made me clean, hallelujah. Get my heart and my mind in, in alignment with the truth, hallelujah. And uh, this was the psalm that I read this morning. It's a psalm that David wrote after he had um, escaped Abimelech, who was threatening to kill him, and says here in, in verse one, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And you know, I've, I've been noticing recently that when I'm talking to people, even when I'm sending a text message or an email, I've discovered the, that microphone thing on the phone, so my, my thumbs don't have to try and type it all. And I press the microphone and you speak and it types it. It's wonderful. Praise the Lord. I'm a little slow on the uptake, but it's, it's an excellent thing. But I noticed that as I would try to write a message or a, an email or a text, it would be dotted with, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And then I've just suddenly become really hyper-conscious of the fact that when I'm talking to people, when I'm talking to myself all the time, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But you know, it's not a religious thing, it's a biblical thing. God wants us to develop biblical habits of putting praise in our mouths, praise in our hearts. You know, there's so many negative things you can fill your mouth with and you can fill your heart with. You know, the news functions on drama, bad news and scandal because it's what sells. And if we're not careful, we can get absorbed in know, wanting to know about you know, this politician's scandal or, you know, this, oh, let's read about how bad that crime was or let's, oh, let's be shocked together at how terrible that situation is. And, and that's how the news works because it's drama. And if we're not careful, we can, as we, if we fill our hearts on drama and scandal, Instead of thinking about things that are pure and lovely and of a good report, things that are praiseworthy and noble, as it tells us in Philippians chapter four, what we let in is what will come out of our mouth. So what we dwell on out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, is what the Bible says. So in order to let his praise be on our lips, we not only develop, have to develop a spiritual discipline to be praising him in everything, giving thanks in everything, but we need to be filling our heart with what is pure and lovely and praiseworthy and of a good report. And it actually is a fight to do that. And God's heart for us is to have dove's eyes that are not distracted by what's going on out here, but are absolutely gazing on the beauty of the Lord. One thing I have desired, Psalm 27 verse four, this I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on his beauty. No, I believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting us to grow down 
into childlike innocence again. It's, it doesn't mean that we are ignorant, gentle as doves, wise as serpents, but we do need to believe what the Bible tells us is the wisdom of heaven. And when he says, fix your thoughts on things above, when he says, dwell on things that are pure and lovely and of a good report, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is noble, he says these things not as a suggestion, but as a revelation for you to grab a hold of, for this is what a life filled with peace is supposed to look like. And the way we walk in supernatural peace is to be very intentional with, with allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us how to walk in innocence in what we allow into our hearts and into our minds and into our mouths, where we start to guard our hearts with even greater diligence as the information and the knowledge is spreading all over the world. In a second, if something bad happens, you know about it because you get a notification on your phone. Knowledge is increasing, but so is the glory of the Lord. And what you choose to focus on is what you will head toward. And God's desire for us is to have dove's eyes that we would think about things that are praiseworthy, noble, things that are pure, joyful. What can we celebrate and be glad about? Verse 2 says this, My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. I love this talking about what God's doing. I'm going to boast about God's goodness. I'm going to talk about the testimonies of Jesus. I'm going to talk about the revelation that he gave me this morning. I'm going to talk about the rhema. I'm going to talk about the mercies of God, the kindness of God, the goodness of God. I'm going to talk about the blessings, the, the, the breakthroughs that he's brought, um, brought for me. I thank, I'm going to talk about his faithfulness. And when someone testifies to a breakthrough or something good that has happened to them, the humble will hear of it and be glad. But the proud will compare themselves and be sad. And that's simply because they haven't grasped the truth of God's goodness. The testimonies are actually an invitation to your own breakthrough. And if you'll humble yourself and celebrate with someone else's breakthrough, genuinely happy for them, like an innocent child that goes, oh, that's so wonderful. If we'll be like little children, we'll inherit the kingdom of God. And if we'll receive and practice celebrating other people's joy, other people's blessings, other people's breakthroughs, then it's a testimony to the goodness of God and what he wants to do in your life, hallelujah. So if you're feeling discouraged, feed on other people's testimonies. I, I, I used to do it. When I, I first started believing for miracles, I wanna see miracles, God, I wanna see you do miracles. I would feed on everything I could get on people who had seen miracles. 
I'd watch every Catherine Coleman video I could get, Amy Semple McPherson. I'd read everything about Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake. I'd feed on the faithfulness and the testimonies of other people, not so that I would compare myself and what I was seeing, but so that I could expand my expectation and believe what God would do in my day because he goes from glory to glory. Hallelujah. And it's all about the posture of your heart. If you look for the bad, you'll find it. If you're listening to a testimony and you're just looking for, you won't enter into the joy of the hope God wants to bring into your life to see breakthrough for you. God wants us to be innocent as doves. I'll magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. That's my testimony. (laughs) And you know what? I still seek the Lord all the time to let his love come in and cast out fear because fear still has a go. But I thank you, Lord, that wherever fear comes in, it's a reminder to me that I need only to open my heart up and let your perfect love fill me and displace that fear. Because the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. So if I'm feeling concerned or worried, I just have to recognize I am listening to the wrong music. As in the devil's trying to sing me a song, of fear and worry, and all I have to do is change the channel and say, not going there, that's not true. Lord, I thank you, I'm gonna feast on your faithfulness. Lord, strengthen me with might in my inner being so that I can comprehend the love of God that passes knowledge. Fill me up to overflowing with all your love. And as I go to ask him this, I don't ask it hoping that he might do something. I go with an expectation to take it, to have it, because I know whatever I ask according to the will of God, I can have. And God's will is to fill you to overflowing continuously with perfect love that casts out fear. So if I go to ask and say, Lord, I need more love, help me. His desire is to fill me, his will is to fill me, and whatever I ask according to his will I can have, therefore when I'm asking, I'm receiving at the very same time I'm asking by faith, taking it in, hallelujah. This, oh, verse five. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed, why? Because when he's looking at you, you'll see his eyes. And he's kinder than you think. He's looking at you and loving you. I deserve eternal punishment because the wages of sin is death, yet by the grace of Jesus, I have been redeemed. You've taken my sin and my shame. I'm not ashamed when I stand before you because you've delivered me from sin. You've delivered me from all my fears. And Lord, I thank you as I look to you. My face responds to what I'm seeing. It's like when you look at a little baby, and if, you, if you're scowling, their little face will crinkle up and they'll start to cry. But if you look at a little baby and you're smiling at them, saying, you're so beautiful. Oh, look at you. Oh, you're beautiful. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I love you. Yes, I do. You know what's going to happen on their face, right? Or am I the only one that's ever done this to a baby? They're doing that because they know that if I talk with them like this, yeah, they are going to respond to what they are seeing and hearing. And if you look to God with an expectation, a belief that he is better than you feel like you deserve, and by faith you look full in the face of the one who says you are clean, you are forgiven because of the blood of Jesus, because you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are clean, you are holy, you are as righteous as I am, and I love you more than you have physical or emotional or spiritual capacity to receive, but that's okay. Pray for the Holy Spirit to give you strength because I want you to know more about how much I love you. And as you're looking up in this love, it's, it's exactly what Josiah shared is, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> this is uncomfortably intense. That's why Ephesians tells us to pray, strengthen me with might in my inner being so that I can comprehend Christ dwelling in my heart through faith that I may be able to know the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, this love that passes human knowledge. And it's an encounter he wants to have with you every day. Because it, as you approach him in faith, asking, believing the word of God that says, whatever I ask according to his will, I can have. As you encounter his love, his smiling eyes, his kindness, his mercy, he'll sing you a song like, or remind you of a song like he does with me sometimes. It makes my heart go, <laughs> I love you so much. And you will begin to shine with the goodness of God. Why would we spoil it by filling up then on drama and scandal and sadness and I understand we have to be informed. I read the paper. I, I understand. But you know what? Don't let it be your main source of information. Don't, don't get tempted to read all the details about that offenders things and all the details of the crime. You don't need to know. I don't need to know. I get tempted. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, oh. Oh, that poor person, that's so terrible. That's terrible what they did. What good has that done anybody? The Bible actually says, you don't even need to be thinking about what the wicked do in secret. It's in the book. Highly recommend the Bible. It's an excellent read. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers him. I was seeing angels in the room tonight. The angel of the Lord encamps around and those who fear him and delivers him. You know, angels are real. And they encamp around to, to protect us. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his, his saints. There is no want for those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. 
the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. That's verse 17, I skip down. The Lord is near to all who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Hallelujah. This is God's heart for you. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. There are sometimes bad things happen to good people, but you know what? Take heart, the Bible says, because if it's not good, it's not the end. Because he says, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. We have a hope that God is wanting us to grab a hold of, to en envelop ourselves in truth. It's our, it's our privilege daily to clothe ourselves with the truth of God, to arm ourselves, to fill our hearts so that out of our mouths we'll be speaking the word of God, declaring the praises of God, by dwelling on the things that are pure and lovely and of a good report, by dwelling on the truth of God, by waking up in the morning and not just trying to assess how do I feel, not a great thing to do if you're not a morning person particularly, but... Instead, wake up and think, okay, Holy Spirit, good morning. Speak to me, Father. I love you. I get up and I have communion because otherwise I fall back asleep again. But talk to the Lord and allow him to remind you of the truth. Speak to him. Let him speak to you through the word of God and then put what he speaks in your mouth all day long. Talk about it. What did the Lord speak to you this morning? What did he share with you today? What's he reminding of you? What's the Holy Spirit reminding you of today? And as we talk to each other, the Bible says that the Lord bends low to listen. What sort of community we are invited into? The, the kingdom of God is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, not drama, scandal, and conspiracy. And that's more important than I think we realize because it, it invades our hearts and our minds like a bad smell. We need to guard our hearts with all diligence. We need to feast on the faithfulness of God and intentionally develop culture that is going to talk about things that are clean and holy and pure and lovely and praiseworthy, noble, that the praises of the Lord would be on our lips continually, that his name would be lifted up. Because as we do that, God will fill your heart with hope to expect and to receive the goodness of the Lord. No good thing will he withhold from those who love him. Yes. That's exciting. Get very happy because your friends are about to get very blessed. <laughs> and so are you. If you'll put your hope in, yes, God, 
It doesn't mean we don't have trouble. In this world, we have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. We have a choice. You can focus on the trouble or you can focus on the hope. Those who focus on the hope have their hearts filled with his love. Fear is cast out. Faith is released because his love, faith works by love. And as we receive the love of God, as we focus on what is true and praiseworthy and noble and pure, it's not, it's not foolish or burying your head in the sand. It is the warfare that you and I were called to live in, that we would live letting the praises of our, our mouth be the weapons of our warfare. As we speak out the word of God, as we battle with praise and worship, praise the Lord, I'm going to fill the space. Hallelujah. If there's a bad smell, you might come and spray, spray the Glen 20. But if there's a bad smell around you, start to apply the praise. Hallelujah. Start to apply the speaking about things that are pure and lovely. If someone comes and talks to you and they're gossiping and they're saying, change it. By, by immediately, let me tell you about what the Lord's been doing this week. Let's talk about his goodness and be vigilant. Hallelujah. Because I believe God is imminently wanting to bring a breakthrough for people who will focus on what he is about to do. Amen.